curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Join the community at Cephalon Squared on Twitter and Facebook, or send us a voice message via the Anchor app. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to episode 34 of Cephalon Squared. I am your host Cephalon Greg and I'm joined by the inimitable Cephalon Lucas. How are you? Uh, this is very questionable today. Um, it, it's been a rough, rough day. A uh, lot of technical difficulties. Um, unfortunately, had a bit of a, uh, a funeral today for my, my PC as it's finally, finally kicked the bucket. Yes, sadly. So we've uh, scrounged, well, Lucas has scrounged about and been lucky enough to find a replacement for the time being which will sort of suit our needs for tonight, at least. But, yeah, moving forward, we are unsure what we're going to do. So uh, we'll have to, well, Lucas is going to have to figure out what he's going to do about a computer now, which is really shit. have to figure out, yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. We will will get onto that with thinking. Yeah. But, you know, apart from that, doing, doing all right, I mean got the podcast happening you know get to get to talk to you get to you know give information out to the to our community and our listeners so you know there's always that it's a positive love doing this exactly the show must go on nothing will yeah. nothing can nothing can get in our way nothing's gonna stop us now sorry <laughs> um yeah and on, on my front i just got back from an international trip some of you may be aware some of you may not um i've only been back home for I don't even know how long, seven hours, Uh, didn't sleep on the flight and scored myself a wonderful virus, which is making me feel wonderful. So if I sound like I'm a little bit under the weather, that's because I am (laughs) extremely (laughs) under the weather. But as we said, the show must go on. So for the Cephalons, we've had a bit of a shitty weekend or day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> such is life. This this does happen to us. We're not going to let it get us get us down. We're not going to let the monkey get on our back. You can't bring me down, as the uh, the wonderful suicidal tendencies said in the nineties. Just to bring up an old school reference for any of you out there that may be aware <laughs> of it. But anyway, we must continue. So, uh, how's the weather in Ipswich? Oh, the weather in Ipswich today, it's actually getting a little bit hot again, and we're looking at a 28 degrees Celsius with 64% humidity, so it's at 7pm on a Sunday night, that's uh, a little bit warm. Yeah, so that's uh, 83 or thereabouts, 82.4 degrees Fahrenheit for Lucas, and over here in um, Melbourne town, it's a very comfortable 20 degrees Celsius or 68 degrees Fahrenheit uh, at Ten past eight with a sixty percent humidity. So the humidity is a bit high, but it's cool, so it doesn't really matter. We're all good down here in Melbourne town. Alrighty, so there was a bit of news this week. Um, so we will go into that. Our discussion today is going to be about the new additions to Warframe. 
um, the new permanent permanent additions, that is, not so much the events. We'll get into that in a sec. Uh, and of course, we've got our beginners and advanced topics, so let's get right into it and um, talk some Warframe. You ready, Lucas? Let's talk some Warframe. Indeed. So what did you do this week? Did you play any? Uh, I played a lot this week, actually. Um, you know, tried smashing out the uh, the night uh, night wave. Um, you actually joined me at the beginning of the week with uh, with one of the particular uh, challenges. Yes, the, with some the, some uh, friends of the podcast. Yeah, the the dreaded sixty minute survival. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> It not, didn't not go a, well, sadly. Not a strong start to the week, no. <laughs> no, we didn't. We we made some really bad choices. I think we made some overly confident choices. Quite possibly. Um, I think for me, Necros was a good choice, but my choice of weapons were not, um, sadly. And uh, you also went in with a good choice of, of Harrow, I think. Um, but maybe your weapons as well were not really scaled well to, to the end game. We got to 54 minutes. 54 minutes, yes. And we also we just had, couldn't uh, keep, the, uh, keep the kills up enough to get yeah, our uh, live support drops. Yeah, we also had a uh, hydroid, a pilfering swarm hydroid with us, and a very nicely built vault. Um, mm. I, I think personally off, we probably her. need... Yeah, she does have a very good vault. We probably needed a, um, a nuke frame. If we had yeah. one, one nuke frame, we probably would have been fine. But yeah, uh, at the same time, we both acknowledge that we made some shit choices with our weapons, so um, we know not to do that in future. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. just thought, yeah, we know what we're doing. <laughs> and for 53 minutes, we did. And then it yep. all went downhill very suddenly. Oh, very quickly. Very, very quickly. I mean, yeah. I, the, the Vectus Prime isn't a bad weapon. No, it's not. It's just... Um, it's slow when you need to get a lot of kills at, you know, level 120. Yeah. Wherever it was. So we needed fast kills at that point and we, we were getting, we were, we were still doing damage. I had, um, Rubico Prime. So we were still getting damage, but the kills were just taking too long, uh, which was a little bit sad, but such is life. Um, and I mean, the reason we are disappointed about it is because I then went away to Thailand and haven't had a chance to to get back and finish it. So it was really our only chance, and we sort of wasted it Botched for ourselves. It. Yeah. yeah, bad cephalons. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll, uh, this is what overconfidence does for you people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll we'll fix that in future. We'll be back. Um, uh, I'm back on board for the foreseeable future. So uh, we should be able to do better this week apart from that i did no other warframe because i haven't been around i wanted to jump on switch while i was in thailand but too much was happening uh sadly so i didn't play anything at all hmm hmm all right anything else to say uh i did a little bit of um farming for prime parts over the week as did well you get anything good um you know i'm, I'm just missing that one Single piece to the Redeemer Prime, and it's, it's it's just eluding me. I think it's the uh, the barrel, the, the yeah Redeemer Prime barrel is eluding me, and it's ah. <laughs> You'll get it one day, eventually. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, no, that, to- that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, like I said, I did nothing. 
feel shitty about it. Didn't even get a chance to do anything today because I slept all day. Anyway, <laughs> on to the news. So unless you've been sleeping under a rock, uh, you should be aware already that Operation Buried Debts was released for PC. Now this included a whole bunch of stuff, uh, including of course Hildren, the new Limbo skin and other bits and pieces, uh, the release of Ephemera or Ephemera, however you want to pronounce it, which are the cosmetic footsteps, new K-Drive pieces, all sorts of bits and bobs that came along with Operation Buried Debts alongside the actual operation itself, which is supposed to play out over a few weeks um, and is an event where you have to sort of go to, or the community has to go to certain locations within the Orb Vallis and scan different things. And over the course of two weeks, whatever is happening underneath the fissures or the cracks in the ground that you need to scan will uh, slowly come to you know you'll you'll slowly start to understand what it is so what do you think of all the stuff that's come lucas um there's definitely a lot of really nice stuff that's that's dropped um we've also got the the new uh two-handed katana um can't remember its name for life of me (laughs) tatsu tatsu that's the one um you know new stance to go with it uh it looks great i can't wait for it to, to hit consoles um the of course uh hildren came with her own weapon a new arch gun yep yeah that looks fantastic um you know looking at a few of our discord members who have already got their hands on hildren uh and given us a bit of a rundown on uh on how she handles um it looks like she's not really built for handling infested so maybe de will jump backwards a little bit and Maybe you do something about that. We don't know. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's probably good to have frames that are that excel at certain things and don't excel at other things because that's realistically that's what we should have. So we should be making choices when we're going into missions. I think I like the fact yeah. that she's she's really good against the corpus and not so good against the the infested. In my opinion, because I think we've got too many frames that are just excellent against everything. I'm not sure that's the right yeah, way I- to go. I, I can I can see that um, that side of the thing, um, but you know a lot of a lot of people there's guaranteed a lot of people out there that don't see that that uh, that side of things unfortunately. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the you interesting first, thing, people, you're you're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> you're allowed to be wrong. It's okay. <laughs> the um the interesting thing though of of what I have seen in the Discord is that uh, even those that don't like her did say that they think she's not that bad. It's like, eh, not my play style, but she's actually she actually turned out better than I expected. And those yeah. that do like her think she's great. So yeah. um, I think so she's that, probably... Yeah, mostly yeah. positives. Um, the, another thing that was added to PC over the weekend with Barakatia, we see now the Prisma Grinlock. Um, and this... I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Grinlock. Uh, I... I have been wanting some form of upgrade for it for a long time. And looking at this, this beast, uh, with its stats, it's quite amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, the Grinlock is amazing and I checked it out on Lucas's advice and thought, wow, this is a great gun. Um, it's just a bit slow. And the new Grinlock, the Prisma Grinlock is also very slow, but I took down the notes of what the stats are because they're amazing. So, 
you need to be MR11, and for good reason. It's still a semi-auto, so it's a single shot. It's, it's um, what do you call it? It's a marksman them? rifle. A marksman rifle, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and as a result, it has a slow reload. Um, but of course, I'm sure you can figure that out. Wink, wink, Riven. Um, IPS damage is pretty high, so its base IPS damage is 187. That's pretty good. 50% of which is slash, and the next main is impact. So it actually does some good IPS damage, uh, and, you know, it's slash damage, which is, you know, the poster boy for IPS. Um, 21% crit chance with a 2.9% uh, times multiplier. That's huge. Oh, yes. And 37% status chance. So this is... Like, I, I haven't had a chance to see how people have been building it. It's clearly fantastic for a hybrid build. Um, if you can get a single Riven that has crit chance, crit damage, uh, and uh, maybe reload speed on it, and then just focus everything else on status, you will have an amazing, amazing weapon. Um, or, you know, conversely, if you get something with a, a Riven with status chance... Uh, and focus on just pure damage apart from that. Um, I've, I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on it. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Exactly. So bring it, bring it. Four or yep. five weeks, however long the um, consoles are behind Barrow. We will see it soon, and we will be playing with it. So I'm oh, yes, I didn't I get a be. chance to jump on my PC account. I don't have any ducats, so... I just don't have the time to farm. One, a couple of things we did miss, though, with Operation Buried Debts. Uh, there are some major changes that we've been waiting for for a long time. And that is, the main one is, solo extractions are finally available on PC. So you can now extract from uh, Endless Missions whenever you want and not have to worry about And that that's fantastic. That's been the biggest problem with the game, in my opinion, in terms of... Um, co-op with randos so i'm really happy about that nice very nice i just wanted to mention that because i think it's fucking cool <laughs> go on lucas uh, read out the next one all right well also we've got the uh, twitch monster rewards uh for warframe 60 year anniversary as that is beginning um now there are a few different dates that uh, if you watch twitch uh twitch streamers of the warframe partner variety um and you w manage to witness them killing specific enemies then you will have a chance at receiving um one of three of the new uh what do you call them um uh, K-Drive Scrolls. That's the one, K-Drive Scrolls. Uh, the designs look amazing. Um, I do not have on my screen at the moment the dates. If you, can you bring that up, Greg? Or? They're basically during the Affinity Weekends, which is this weekend, um, next weekend, and the weekend after. So the 9th and 10th, the 16th and 17th, and the 23rd and 24th uh, during those three weekends. Oh, sorry, the 8th to the 10th to be specific, so including the Friday, the 15th to the 17th, and the 22nd to the 24th. So this weekend, during the Affinity Weekend, you need to watch a Warframe Partner, or as Lucas said, a Twitch streamer of the Warframe Partner variety. <laughs> <laughs> you need to see them kill a Shield Lancer, Twitch Monster, whatever a Shield Lancer Twitch Monster is. Uh, Wooshy in our 
Discord said that you basically just need to see them kill any Shield Lancer. So you only need to watch for like five minutes. Um, during the double credits weekend next week, you watch any Warframe partner kill an Oxium Osprey. And you know if you're watching uh, anyone play any Corpus mission, they're going to kill an Oxium Osprey after at least three or four minutes. So you should be fine there. And on the final weekend, which is the 22nd to the 24th, you watch them kill a Charger. And if you know what it's like to go into any infested mission, a Charger is basically the main enemy. So none of these are going to be difficult to get. And yeah, the scrolls are pretty cool. Yeah, very well designed. Especially the third one I like the most. Yeah. I'm, uh, now. I'm not sure which one I like the most, to be honest. I think they're all... They all kind of have their own um, appeal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Say appeal. I did. <laughs> all right. Cool, cool. So that was the news for this week. Hopefully we didn't miss anything. I haven't been around, so <laughs> it's hard to say. Um, and that it was a bit disappointing when all the news happened earlier this weekend and I was overseas and I couldn't do anything about it. But oh, and Melly, Melly has been added to the. Uh, oh, of course, we forgot to mention that. As big well, one, so. the big one, Melly, two point nine 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 nine. I don't know that one. That one that everyone has been looking forward to. Um, yeah. Stage one has hit PC, so yeah, and I've I've seen nothing but um, but praise being sung about it so far. So praise woo. and bugs. <laughs> Praise and bugs, but the bugs have been swiftly fixed by the looks of things. So um, you should be good. Uh, you know what it's like. There's always big bugs whenever D releases something, but they jump straight on them and, and fix them up quick, smart. So by the time things come to console, all is well. Anyway, let us move on. Provided you are happy with where things are at. Uh, yep, I think I think we actually covered most things. Yes, I think we yep. covered all things, all things forever. All right. So in our discussion today, we are going to talk about the new permanent additions to Warframe. Now, the reason I specifically mentioned permanent is because um, we are not here to really talk about the current event. On one hand, we haven't played it, <laughs> but two, it's not a permanent event necessarily. So it's it will be a recurring event, uh, like the uh, plague event on the Plains of Eidolon. Sorry, my brain stopped mid-sentence. But we really want to focus on the major things that have been added, such as Nightwave, the new alert system, and the Orb Mother battles, which is, you know, the new bosses on the Orb Velus. So, what do you want to talk about first? Let's go Nightwave, because... We're there, or what do you want to do, Lucas? Yeah, let, let, let's go Nightwave, seeing as it's it's more of a, a fresh thing in our mind at the moment. Yes, so it's been out for, what, two weeks now? We're about two to move, yeah. move into week three. If you aren't aware, we are posting um, an article every week with the weekly acts. Challenges. Weekly challenges that you need to achieve uh, on the website, so keep an eye out for that. We are also working on... So at first we published just the acts, then we published an article that had the acts and how to do them, but now I'm working on, or with Rathok, working on an article that is going to have all of the 
challenges to date and how to do them or the best, most effective way to do them. So that will be an article that keeps growing over time as new ones are added on a weekly basis. We'll add them in there and that way we can link back to them and have just one set article that has like a guide for doing all of the, the challenges. So keep an eye out for that. But Nightwave, so, so, so yeah. essentially a, a uh, challenge list. Yeah, so a challenge list with tips. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah. Nightwave. Nightwave. What is Nightwave? Nightwave is the new alert system. Now, there was a person on Facebook, I think it was, who reached out to us earlier today, in fact, um, saying that, hey, I, I, I need to get Nightane and I don't quite understand how Nightwave works. So, obviously, there is a little bit of a misunderstanding in the uh, community around exactly what you need to do with Nightwave. Um, Now, we, Lucas and I, that is, thought it was pretty sort of straightforward, but we've also got a thousand hours each (laughs) under our belt. So, we understand um, Warframe inside and out, and we probably don't understand uh, the the beginner's approach as much as we, we used to. So I'll I'll explain it in that a nutshell. That sounds accurate. Yeah, it's, it's it's it it sort of opened my eyes when I when I saw that comment this morning. So basically, hmm. Nightwave is not like the old alert system where an alert pops up, you go do it, and you get your your reward. It's much more like a battle pay system in say Fortnite or something like that, where you've got ranks, and at each rank you get awarded a reward. So at rank one you get a sigil, rank two you get whatever the hell you get at rank two. Rank three, you get wolf credits. Now, wolf credits you can use in the Nightwave store to purchase whatever the hell you want that's available in the store. And that's where you get the stuff, the rewards that you would have gotten through alerts. Now, how do you get, uh, how do you increase in ranks? That's where the acts come in. So there's weekly and daily acts, and these are essentially challenges. Each of them, as you achieve them, will give you a certain amount of standing towards your rank. And each rank requires 10,000 standing to to get through. So you do the acts, you get standing, you rank up. Um, Now, we were talking last week about how maybe it takes a little bit too long to get to rank three to get your first 50 credits. uh, And that's a different thing entirely. So what you need to do is if you want Nightane, for example, get to rank three, get your 50 wolf credits, go into the store, buy your Nightane. So you buy a bundle, you'll probably get most of the way towards being able to build Vorbin uh, by doing that. That was a very simple uh, explanation of Nightwave from my perspective. Lucas, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, I think I think you pretty much covered everything. Cool, cool. Um, all right. So, what do you think of Nightwave? What are your thoughts? My thoughts. Um, it's it's definitely a a well thought out system. Um, and you know, as as you did say that you mentioned beforehand that we have got a you know, a thousand hours under our belt, belts each, so we can we can kind of jump in and just see what it is and go. Okay, cool, awesome. Um. But now, you know, thinking about that that uh that individual who uh messaged our Facebook page this morning, um I think maybe they could probably find a way to explain things. Maybe actually no, that's one thing. It doesn't have any tutorial um components in in game for it. 
There's, mm. there's nothing in game currently to explain what Nightwave is. So for those people that don't listen to podcasts or don't watch, uh, dev streams and whatnot, they see this, this kind of thing pop up and they just think, fuck, <laughs> what is this? What am I doing? Um, yeah. there needs to be tooltips or yeah, screen like, pop-ups. Some, um, so yeah, that, that, that's actually, that's actually really, really good point. Um, there is nothing in the game that explains what Nightwave is. Mm. Um, on a, on a more of a positive note, the, the fact that these will be recurring, well, not recurring, um, like story based challenges that, uh, that go over a time, a time period. Uh, I think these are going to be quite successful for the, for the game. Um, and you know, a great opening with Wolf of Saturn six, um, introducing a, stalker-esque kind of boss uh the 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 prisoners that can randomly appear in virtually any mission at all um Mm. just to give you that little bit of extra standing and maybe change up game modes um and the rewards are fantastic yeah the rewards are great um they're absolutely amazing there's plenty of them which uh also helps um I can't complain on the rewards front. I can complain, though, on the... Um, what would be the right term for it? The the purchasable rewards. So the rewards that you can get from um, getting your own creds and being able to buy, they're fine because they're all of the same rewards we used to get in alerts. But... Like I said last week, I still think it's way too slow to get wolf credits. It takes too long, especially for people who are just chasing those nightanes. Um, it can take, you know, it depends how much time you've got. As people with a thousand hours under our belts, we can jump on and go, okay, I know to do this, 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 and I'll probably smash out ten or 15,000 um, uh, standing within an hour. Whereas a new yeah. player, my, it might take them an hour to get... 3,000 standing. Um, and so it might take them several days to get even just one rank. So I think it might take newer players a bit longer than others to get to that rank three where they finally get that 50 credits and then they can finally purchase it. Plus, maybe people don't know that there actually is a store because when you're looking at the Nightwave Acts, down in the bottom right-hand side of the screen, you'll see a little button there that says, I think it's just called a Nightwave store. I can't remember what it's called, to be honest. I think it is, yeah. Like, Nightwave store, yeah. Yeah, and if you you didn't look in that bottom side of the screen, you might not even know it exists. Yeah. So I think there's a... Like you said, there needs to be some pop-ups. There needs to be some how-to guides, all that kind of thing. Maybe I'll put one up on the... um, uh, on the website myself now that I know that it's a, it's a thing. So I think, you know, um, explanations is one issue. The amount of times it takes to get... Credits is another issue. And the third issue that I have with it is that it was touted as a new story-based alert system. But I don't think I've encountered much of a story. Um, you know, when you first start up Nightwave, you get told about the fact that there was this super secret um, prison on Saturn Six, and that it, a bunch of prisoners escaped and then you see the prisoners and you kill them. Um, and every once in a while you run into the wolf and you kill him. But I can't say that I've heard any 
quips from Nora Knight to progress any of that story over the last couple of weeks. They 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 have said though that um there there will be uh, adaptations to the story, you know, additions to it, but they won't be on a weekly basis. So they may be every two weeks, every three weeks. Um, so, you know, for all we know, we may actually get the next next snippet of the story tomorrow when the week turns over. We might, but, you know, we might not, too. There might not be anything. This might be there it. might not Because, be. you know, from, from the, the way I look at it, the whole story is kind of told. They escaped, we kill them and recapture them. <laughs> but why? Why did they escape? What did they do wrong to begin with? Do they need to tell that? They haven't told everyone's backstory. So um, it's... Maybe they will. Maybe there's plans to tell them down the line. Um, I just thought it was going to be more a case of every time you ranked up, you got a little piece of the story or something like that, which I think really is should how it should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll see. Like you said, maybe they'll give us more bits of the story. There is still eight weeks of The Wolf of Saturn 6 to go. So... Um, I can't pick on it too much, but most of what Nora Knight says is the same thing over and over again about, you know, let me tell you the story about a hero who's found his truest self or whatever she says, which is yeah not a bad thing. She says a lot of good things and she has a super cool voice, um, but I just wanted a little bit more variety myself, but um, overall... Yeah, no, that's understandable. Yeah. Overall, I think Nightwave is a massive improvement, especially for longer term players. But and it is also for newer term, newer term, newer players. But um, it just doesn't explain itself well enough. Yeah. Um, now looking looking at the law for it, like I've got one massive question, and that is, what the hell did the wolf do to land himself in? You know, a secret Supermax prison. prison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause when you look at like the, the Gristag three, for instance, um, they basically turned on their own men and slaughtered their own fucking battalion. <laughs> and what they get, get away scot free. Well, not really scot free, but they're not imprisoned. <laughs> yeah. And they're not, they're not as massive as him either. He's just a beast. Yeah. So what the hell did he do to land himself in a super secret heavy duty prison yeah. and not get mind wiped and utilized for combat. <laughs> no, you are right. You are definitely right. I'd, I'd like to know that myself. Um, I'd also be interested to know a little bit more story behind Nightwave and her, you know, what? not so much who she is, but more who her faction is what her goals are, that yeah. kind of so stuff. More, well. so more what she is, what she's yeah. a part of. Yeah. So there's a good long future, I think, a, a good long story arc that can come alongside uh, Nightwave, which is great. Um, plus, it's just a good way of, of actually scoring more things. It is a little bit restrictive because you sort of feel like you have to be on doing everything. Uh, even though they've told us you don't necessarily need to do everything, you know, you can do 60%. So they've said, others have worked it out that it probably is closer to 70% to hit uh, rank 30, but we'll see. My problem is I went away for a work trip for a week. I've missed a bunch of things. I missed a yeah. bunch of weeklies. 
So what the hell am I going to do now? I mean, I'm going to have to really work my ass off over the next few weeks because as a, as a, um, advanced player, I want everything. I need that rank 30 armor. <laughs> I am not going to go through a night wave over the next 10 weeks and not hit rank 30. So if I miss it because I had to go away for work a couple of times, I mean, I'm going away for work again this week, note to Lucas, but um, <laughs> yeah, so hmm. yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my thoughts on night wave. Anything else to say on night wave? Um, nope. Nope. I, th- I think we, we've covered everything that really needed to be said about night wave. Um, yeah, good rewards, good possible story, great change up of the system. Needs a tutorial, mm. or as Lucas likes to say, needs more dragons. <laughs> cool story. Needs more dragons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you want to do an introduction to the old mother thing, or do you want me to do it? Uh, I'm not throwing you, you under should, the bus. I'll still I, I, do I it. think you should do the do the intro to the orb mothers because I've I've only really got one thing to say about them. Okay, we'll find out what that is soon <laughs> enough. All right, so the orb mothers. Um, is it spoilers? Not necessarily. So you can only access the orb mothers once you hit max rank or old mate with the Solaris United faction, and once you do that, you then have access to. The operations in the back room of Fortuna. Um, and that's as, as much as I need to go into detail on all of that stuff. Uh, once you're doing the operations, it's essentially um, a, a, a set of bounties. So it tells a story of, okay, we know this Orb Mother exists in uh, the Orb Vallis, And we're going to do a number of different steps in order to bring the Orb Mother out and exploit its defences so that we can get in and actually attack it. That's, long story short, what you're doing during those bounties. Um, one of the bounties is also going to get you access to your arc gun deployer, whatever it's called. I forgot what it's called. It's got a silly name. Gravit... Gravit... Whatever. <laughs> Gravit... Gravimag. Gravimag. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, and it's a little bit confusing about what you need to do... Um, it's a pain in the ass because you need to go into your arch gun, choose one, apply the Gravimag, and then you can use it to deploy in um, missions. Uh, you also need to make sure you put into your gear wheel the Gravimag launcher or whatever. I don't even know what that's called as well. So there's two specific things you need to do to be able to have access to your arch gun. Plus you have to um, choose that specific arch gun in your Arcwing loadout so that you, you, the game knows which gun to pull out when you do that. And from my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, there is no little button or light or whatever against a weapon that shows you or an icon that shows you that you've applied a Gravimag. Unless you are not notice one. I haven't I noticed not. one. So I'm no. kind of thinking, well, okay, if I've already applied one, how do I know which weapons I've applied it to? Because I've got two or three Gravimags now. So how do I know which ones I've applied them to? I, from memory? There should be some sort of icon. So that's one little thing that's pissed me off about it. Anyway, once you've done those bounties, the fourth bounty is, in fact, to take on and destroy the Orb Mother itself. Now, this is similar to but different to the Eidolon fights on 
the Plains of Eidolon. So the Plains of Eidolon, you go in during the night time, you find the Eidolon, you fight it, you destroy it, you move on. The Orb Mother fight is, of course, essentially a mission in itself that you have to actually select and start. And then once you do that, you have a series of things that you need to do in order to take the Orb Mother down. First, you need to take down its shields. And in order to take down its shields, you need to do very specific damage using very specific damage types. So on its forehead, you will see uh, an icon that represents a damage type. And note to everyone, go to the Warframe wiki, look up damage types, and memorize those little bloody pictures because some of them don't look like what you think they are. Corrosive, for example doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> anyway once you've done enough damage to take down its shields by using specific damage types and you can only use those specific damage types then the shields are down and you can use your arch gun to damage one of the four legs once you've taken out all four legs then you can take out the orb itself now the shields do continue to come up and down every time you take out a leg so it's a series of say three four times of taking down the shield taking down a leg taking down the shield taking down a leg taking down the shield taking down a leg doing damage to the body taking down the shields again etc etc at another point during the game you also need to take out a bunch of i forgot what they're called but it deploys these little shield recharges or something so you need to go and destroy them then you can take down the shields there's a lot of knockdown so the, it also relieves a wave of shields that knock you down and push you back. I believe they're taking this out of the Old Mother fights because there was a lot of complaints about it. Um, it's quite a difficult fight. It's not impossible. Uh, on our first time, without really knowing much about it, we almost took down the Old Mother. Um, so it's not impossible, but it's not easy. And there was only two or three of us at the time. So if you've got a team of four, you should be able to do it as long as everyone knows sort of what they're doing. And as long as you all try to vary your damage types. So that wasn't really in a nutshell <laughs> what the Orb Mother is. That was fairly detailed, I think. Anything I missed? Anything you wanted to add? Uh, yeah, one thing that I, I, I think needs to be um, told to everyone. Um, while the Orb Mother has its shields up, you can use any of your weaponry. Um, yes. But once the shields drop, you must use your arc gun. Yeah, I sort of did say that, but I didn't make it explicitly clear. And you're right, it is. You must use your arc gun after you take down the shields which is a real pain in the ass. And that's probably the main reason we didn't take it down, because we didn't know that. Or at least I didn't. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I should have, because I, I, you know, I watched videos on the fight long before when it you know, first got released um, on PC. But, you know, yeah, passage of time, you forget things. I didn't watch so many videos, so I guess that's my own fault. But what are your thoughts? Well, you, you kind of voiced my thoughts uh, a few times, um, simply that this fight is a massive pain in the ass. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It is. It's a pain in the ass, and um, it's a good fight, but it's a pain in the ass because the shield just keeps coming back up. Every time you feel like you achieved something, the fucking shield comes back up. You're like, oh, yeah. God, yeah. I've got to not, take not the shield down again. Not only that, but if you compare this to, let's say, the Eidolons, because you know it, it's a very, it's a very similar fight, 
Um, mm. Yeah, true, because the shields keep coming up and down on the idle ones. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But the biggest difference between the two would have to be the time of day. So for our Eidolons, you're doing it at night. The only ads you have to put up with are the Vomphilus. Hmm. Whereas the Orb Mother, there is no nighttime, daytime shift. It's whenever, wherever, and you're going to you're going to have a lot of um, corpus ads, and there's they're going to be a, a variety of different ads, and they're all going to be a pain in the ass pushing hmm. you down, jackals, fucking Ospreys. <laughs> And because it's a, a mission <sighs> that you have to select, and it's not just... Because the thing is, when you go into Planes of Eidolon without selecting an, a mission first, you go in with the base level, enemy level. If you select the Eidolon mission from the bounties, then you're going in with a slightly higher enemy level. And it's the same with the Orb Valis, except you can't possibly fight the Orb Mother without selecting the bounty. So you're going in with a pre-selected enemy level that DE has chosen for that. You're not going in with a low-level enemies. And there's just so many of them. I and think you can. I, th- I think you can once you actually beat the, the bounties. Oh, once you've done but... all of the bounties. I, th- I thought you still have to select the bounty in order to, to uh, fight the Orb Mother. Correct me if I'm wrong, community. Um, please do. But no, I'm, I'm pretty certain that once once you've beaten the bounties, you can then essentially go out and, and free play it. Much like how you can free play the Eidolons. I'm 99% certain you can't. Like, I'm pretty sure you... Like, you can do it anytime you want, but you have to select the bounty. You have to select the mission. But we'll find out. Like Lucas said, tell us. Um, obviously, we... Uh, we haven't done it enough because it was just frustrating. It was annoying. Uh, we were a little bit behind the eight ball in getting our um, players up to up to scratch. Players, <laughs> characters, <laughs> levels, standing with stupid um, Solaris United. So yeah, we did it last weekend just before I went away to Thailand, and that's again the last chance we've had to do it. We will of course be doing it a hell of a lot more times because we need to get their drops. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, so we need to get their drops, which are, of course, toroids. If you don't know what toroids are, they're essentially a drop that does whatever that you need to use to upgrade your standing with the quills on Fortuna. Uh, You also collect Gravimags from them. Uh, They drop certain mods. Um, so there's there's some good rewards from them. Nothing super amazing. A couple of uh, oh, there's a couple of sixty um, percent fucking uh, dual stat mods dual for the art guns. Yep. So they're, they're they're definitely what you want. So yep. definitely worth, worth doing, and we will be doing them. But it's just such a pain in the ass fight. And then uh, of especially- course there are materials for some of the the new weaponry, like the uh, that new corpus um, energy shotgun. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So that's another thing. The what's it called? The exer- exergus, something like that. Yes, <laughs> exergus, exergus. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's definitely things we want. We will be doing a lot more of it. But from our first experience with it, it's just a pain in the ass, especially having to juggle damage types, remembering what damage type is on your weapon. It's a good idea, but I think the problem with what they've done is they've made it too specific because they've made it that you need to use corrosive, whereas I pref- would have much preferred if um, they just made it the four main damage types, toxin, uh, electric, cold, and, and fire, 
And any combination of those, so corrosive, you could use for either uh, toxin or... Shit, what's corrosive? Electricity and toxin? and Yeah, electricity. Um, so you could use that for either of those. It would make it so much easier because with what they've done, there's something like 10 or 12 different damage types or more because it also includes IPS damage. Uh, so you, you've got so many different damage types that you need to try and juggle across all of your different weapons, across all of your different team members. Fif- 15. Yeah, there you go. 15 Fif- damage types. 15. So... Um, it takes longer than it should, in my opinion. Uh, I think, like I said, it's not actually a difficult fight. It's just time-consuming, and it's frustrating. I'd like it to be... I don't want it to be easier. I like difficult, but I want them to remove the frustration. And I think that's why they're, they're removing the knockdown, knockdowns, because the knockdowns is very frustrating, especially when there's so many ads around. So yes. I'll, I'll be interested to see how it, how it plays after they've removed the knockdowns. Um because that might that might be enough to make it less frustrating. Quite so, possibly. Yeah. Mm. Anything else you want to say on the old mothers? Uh nope. I've I've had my two cents. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's it's a good fight, but it is a pain in the ass. It's very tedious. Um overall, what do you think consuming. it adds to the game though? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean, yes? Yep. Just yep. That's all you've got yep. to say on that. <laughs> um Okay. I th- overall I would say um I think it's a good addition to the game. Most definitely it was something that was necessary. It's definitely something that is more complicated and more difficult than the Eidolon, so um you know once you get more advanced in the game the Eidolon is actually pretty easy. Even uh doing the Triadolon becomes um second nature virtually. Uh, it's not that difficult. Uh, it is difficult when you've got team members that are sort of don't know their role, but um, it just it takes time, a little practice, and then you can smash it out fairly easily. And I'm pretty sure these old mothers will be exactly the same. But uh, the difference is the Eidolon isn't that frustrating, whereas the old mothers are. So we'll see how it is over time. Indeed, we will. All right. That is the end of that advanced... Uh, sorry, that is the end of that discussion. Let's move on to our beginner and advanced topics. So the first one is uh, a suggestion from uh, Discord. So I did tell everyone in Discord that I was going to be away this week and I just didn't have time to uh, get prepared. So I asked for some people to give me some ch- suggestions uh, for what I should do. And I can't remember who it was that said it. I'm just going through. No, it was Lord Frieson. I should have known that. He's one of our uh, guys who's been around for a long time, and he's Good very old active. Lord yes, so Lord Frieson suggested that I do a guide to the guide to the planes. So, uh, not everyone knows how to do things on the planes, or what you can do, or what you get out of it. So. Uh, he suggested, why don't you do a guide to the planes? So that's what I'm going to do. Um, the planes are fairly straightforward. So, no, they're not really. It's confusing as fuck, and it's straightforward. So, the main people you want to talk to on the planes when you're a new player. So I'm going to leave the quills out of this, because that is not new player stuff, and realistically, if you're listening to this beginner's guide, then you're probably not an advanced player. 
uh, so you don't need to listen to the Quill stuff just yet. Um, so the main person that you want to talk to really initially is Konzu, who's up at the back near the doors. He gives you your bounties and he also uh, is in control of or notifies you of what your standing is. So he's he's sort of representative of the leader of the Ostron. Um, and during the day, he'll give you, I think it's five bounties uh, and of yes. those five bounties, they increase in difficulty. So the first bounty is really good and fairly easy for new players. Even a, a fairly new player should be able to solo the first bounty themselves without too much trouble. The second and third for a new player will start to get more difficult. And the fourth and fifth, you really need to be a bit more of an advanced player to be able to solo those. Uh, and truth be told... Even I struggle doing the four and fifth, uh, fourth and fifth ones solo sometimes because sometimes they just get on top of you and they surround you and a lot of them are timed bounties and uh, they can be frustrating if you make the wrong choice of frame. So those are the bounties. Now the bounties will give you rewards. Some of the rewards are resources, which is all well and good because you need those resources in order to build other things later in the game. So just keep going through those and getting those rewards. Some of them will give you mods. Now the mods that you can get through there are really good. They're the vigilante mods and um, some of them are fantastic and definitely staples that you'll need for the game. Some of them eh, you can do with or you depends on the build you want to make really. Um, apart from that there are a couple of wraith weapons that you can get. So there's the furax white wraith is there another Wraith weapon you can get on the planes? It might just be the Furax Wraith. Um, I think the Furox is the only one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Furax Wraith only. Um, there are a couple of mm. other weapons you can get, but they're from the Ghouls, which I'll go into a bit later. Uh, the other thing, of course, you can get is Gara. So Gara's blueprint parts <laughs> will drop uh, from the bounties as well, plus a couple of gold mods uh, and a couple of other rare items. So doing the bounties through um, Konzu is relatively important. It also ends up being a um, Nightwave uh, act or challenge as well, which will encourage you to do more of those. Uh, now, once you've done one, you do need to wait for them to refresh before you can get the standing again, but you can repeat the mission if you want to for chances at getting the rewards. You just don't get the standing from them. Yeah? Quick interjection. Mm -hmm. um, you can also get the pieces to Revenant through the bounties. Ah, I was going to ask you that before, but I thought that uh, Revenant only comes through his mission. Okay, so yeah, you get yeah, yeah the, the, you get the uh, the blueprint through his his quest line, but then the rest of the pieces are bounty rewards. Excellent, much well, like Gara. Yeah, uh, so you get, get both Gara and Revenant from uh, doing the bounties. Now that is an excellent segue into the next thing I was going to go into, which are the quests. And there are obviously two quests within the Plains of Eidolon. The first quest that you can do is called Sire's Vigil, and that comes about by talking to Konzu who tells you to then go for, look for another woman. I've forgotten her name. Saya. I think it's Saya. <laughs> so you look for her um, and you talk to her. It, it is Saya, isn't it? It is Saya. Yeah. You look for her, you talk to her. She tells you a, a, a bit of a, a sad story and sets you on your way looking for um, 
trying to find oh, the right. disappearance of her, was it her husband or her partner? Yeah, yeah, it was her husband. Yeah, so so you look for evidence of where he may have gone, uh, and basically by doing so, you unlock Gara's blueprint, among other things. Um, and I'll leave that at that, because that is a little bit of spoiler territory. So, the other mission, of course, is called... Mask of the Revenant, and that quest is kicked off by going to talk to Nakak, which is a little girl in the market who sells... Little girl? Could be a little boy? I don't know. I'm going to say little girl. I'm pretty sure she's a little girl, or a young girl, who sells masks. Now, when you talk to her, she will sell you a mask of the Revenant, and you buy that, go out into the plains... Sorry, yeah, the plains. At night, put the mask on... So you've got to equip it to, to your operator. So you need to have finished the War Within before you can do this quest. Um, you equip that, go out into the fields, and that will kick off the um, Mask of the Revenant quest. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so those are the two quests. Once you finish that quest, you will get the Revenant's um, blueprint, base blueprint, and... The rest of the blueprints, as Lucas mentioned before, will come about from uh, basically doing the bounties. All right. So, apart from that, there is a whole bunch of other stuff you can do. So, you can go fishing. You can go mining. um, And, of course, you have access to different kinds of traversal and events on the plains of Eidolon. So, mining, you need to get a tool now, there is a man called Old Man Sumbat who um, is out on the plains. No, not in the plains. He's in the market. And once you find Old Man Sumbat, he can sell you a mining tool. Okay, and you buy the mining tool off Old Man Sumbat and you go out into the plains and you use that to mine. So you're looking for... Little blue lights on rocks or little red lights on rocks. Lights is not really the right term. It's like a crack that glows red or blue. Um, And when you use your tool, it will... It's very intuitive what you need to do depending on the tool that you're using. Uh, So once you do what you need to do, you will be rewarded with either precious stones or gems. And you then use them to, as resources. So you can use them as resources to build things. That's coming a bit later. Or you can use them to give to Old Man Sumbat in turn for standing with the Ostron. Okay, so I'll leave that at that and move on to fishing. Fishing is a similar thing. So you go talk to Fisher Hylook. Uh, who's also in the market. She's in a different place of the market. Remember that you can fast travel to all of these people as well by bringing up your menu. So you go talk to Fisher Highlook. She can sell you a uh, fishing rod and she'll be very mean to you because she's not very a nice person. She just needs hugs. Spear. Spear? What did I say? Spear. You said fishing rod. Yeah, fishing rod, fishing spear. They're different things, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Lucas is right. It's a spear. It's not a fishing rod. (laughs) Anyway, so she will sell you a fishing spear. Um, There are different ones that you can buy from her, but of course, at the entry standing level, you can only get the lowest one, uh, which uh, only works on fish with soft skin, basically. So you then take that into the Plains of Eidolon, 
you go to the many rivers and ponds and oceans that are about, and you will see when you're standing near a a pond or or uh, whatever, sometimes you'll see ripples that looks different to the standard ripples. So they're they're sort of concentric circles that, that pulse. Now these are, what do they call them? Do you remember what they call them, Lucas? Uh, no, not. I forgot what they're called. But they're basically... Fishing spots? Hotspots. Fishing hotspots. Hotspots. So these are the fishing hotspots that you can go to, and they're guaranteed, in inverted commas, to spawn more fish. So you go there, whip out your fishing spear, stand there holding it, and when you see a fish, point at it, throw your spear, and hopefully you'll catch it. Now, over time, you can buy different things from Fisher High Look, These will be things that require blueprints and that you'll have to build using different resources. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Collect a hell of a lot of shit. Farm a lot. This is a grinding game after all. Um, That will allow you to fish and mine more efficiently. So there will be things that will allow you to drop dye into the water. So that will highlight fish. So it makes them easier to see. Without the highlight, they're hard to see. With the highlight, fucking impossible to not see them. Um, There's also bait that you can use. So you get the bait, you drop it in there, it's more likely to spawn the specific fish that you're after. Um, When it comes to mining, you can get better tools. Some of those tools will show you on the map where the nearest gem is. And that will... um, basically make it a hell of a lot easier to to mine when you start out mining it's a pain in the ass trying to find those gems Um, my tip to you go to fortuna get the fortuna tool (laughs) it shows you everything where everything is it's much better than the planes of eidolon tool but that is my opinion all right as an opinion i would second yes yeah it's a good opinion So that's bounties, that's quests, that's fishing, and that's mining. Now you can also deploy your Arcwing and your K-Drive when traversing about the plains of Eidolon. In order to to deploy your Arcwing, you need to be part of a clan, and your clan needs to have researched the Arcwing deployer. Once you've got that, you put it into your uh, gear wheel, And away you go. Now, that's at least how it used to be. I know that they did make a change so that you don't need to continue making deployers. So you need to, you need, you used to be, have to um, build something that every time you wanted to launch, you had to build a launcher. So it was a really pain in the ass. Now it's unlimited launches, but I'm pretty sure you still need to um, research and build the Arcwing launcher in your, your, dojo so sadly but the k drive launcher you get rewarded just by doing the fortuna quest so do the fortuna quest get your k drive launcher riding around on the k drive on the plains of eidolon is actually a hell of a lot of fun uh, as is flying around with your arcwing so i recommend both of those there are also some enemies flying around in things called dargans so these are the dargan pilots who will fly around and shoot you and generally just be a massive pain in the ass Sometimes you can find them on the ground, and if you can get to them before the Dargan pilots get to them, you can steal them, and you can fly around and shoot them. You can also shoot the pilots off of them in midair, allowing you to commandeer them, which is a lot of fun as well. So there's a few different ways of getting around the planes faster, uh, or you could just use Zephyr if you're Lucas. 
Um, which is, you know, to be honest, Zephyr is probably one of the best ways to get around the Plains of Eidolon anyway, because she's fun. Um, but Arcwing and K-Drive is going to suit you just fine. Anyway, so what do you need to keep an eye out apart from all of this stuff? There is an event, um, the... Fuck, what's the event called? Plague Star. I was talking about it before. Plague Star is an event that I'm not going to talk too much about. We did do an events episode a few episodes ago, maybe around episode 15 or around there. Um, so go back and listen to that one if you want to learn about Operation Plague Star. Um, there is also the ghouls that will pop up from time to time. They'll pop up fairly randomly and they are more advanced than the other enemies that are in the mission that you're doing. Uh, but they do have a good chance to drop some good stuff. They can drop some pieces for the Quartac, the Stubber. Stubber? Yep. And what's their third one? Isn't there a third weapon? No, there's only those two. Only those two. Uh, yep. So they can drop those. They can also drop some mods. Uh, so they're, they're good to take out. There's also a Ghoul Purge event that happens every once in a while that will give... That it basically makes it the easiest way to get that stuff. So when the ghoul purge is out and you don't have that stuff, go out there and kill them. I still don't have the Quartax, so I do plan on doing that myself. Apart from that, that is the Plains of Eidolon. It does get far more complex because when you're going to talk to Fisher Highlook and you're talking to Old Man Sumbat, you will see... Uh, there's also another guy who I didn't mention whose name is... Hawk. And Hawk has a store called Hawk's Anvil. He builds Zors. Lucas's favourite. <laughs> Zors are modular weapons that you can build on the, the, the planes of Eidolon. They're modular melee weapons. So you buy one of three different parts, you build those three different parts, you take them back to Hawk's Anvil, and you build a weapon to your own personal specifications. It's a lot of fun, but it takes a lot of grinding to get all of the parts you need. Um, I do recommend doing it, though, because it is worthwhile. Uh, so that is another another guy. So there's Hawk's Anvil, there's uh, Old Man Sumbat, and there's um, Fisher High Look. All three of them have their own shop. And within those shops, there's different tiers of items that you can buy from them. And in order to achieve different tiers, you need to achieve, achieve higher levels of standing with the... Ostron themselves. So you need to try and balance what you want to do. Do you want to fish for fish parts so that you can get the resources to build things? Or do you want to fish so that you can sell those fish or trade them in for standing so that you can then get to a higher level so that then you can get access to blueprints that you can then use the resources that you've been grinding for to build? So... It's a pain in the ass trying to juggle all those things. It gets easier over time. My recommendation is to do just that. Fish for standing initially, because fish will net you the best standing as well as doing the bounties. Trading in gems is not in your best interest because gems don't give you the best standing reward. Plus they're hard to come by and you do need to use those as resources. So I'd recommend not trading in your gems, trade in your fish. The fish are easier to get, especially once you get to, um, the second or third standing level with the Ostron, the third standing level, and you yep. can unlock Merc Rays because Merc Rays give you 500 standing each Merc Ray. 
If you've got a resource booster, every time you catch a Mercury, you're essentially catching two. So that's a thousand standing every time you're catching a Mercury. Mercury aren't that common. It will take you a little bit of time to farm for them, but it's much faster than doing things in other ways. And Lucas did go into that um, a few episodes back when he did his advanced topic on farming for standing on the plains of Eidolon. And that was, in fact, episode 15. Thank you, Luke. Oh, well, there you go. Um, thank you. He's on it. Um, apart from that, that's that's probably a fairly detailed guide to the Plains of Eidolon. Um, there's a lot more to the Plains of Eidolon. So it is, you know, obviously a place that's crazy. Um, but I probably answered a whole bunch of questions that beginner players might have. And maybe there's a whole bunch of new questions that some of you do have out there if you do have new questions hit us up on facebook or discord we'll be happy to answer them i can't answer everything in every episode uh that's my beginner topic is there anything super important you think i missed uh nope nope um you've covered everything Uh, you've also covered the fact that i did do a an advanced topic on rep farming uh, a while back so that's it yeah cool that's all right on to your advanced topic then what have you got for us all right, arcanes or arcane enhancements. These things, these are special items that grant buffs to warframes, weapons, and operators, and these buffs are achieved by specific means or conditions. Uh, conditions met by uh, during missions. Such conditions, for example, could be for let's say the arcane energize. Uh, that particular buff activates upon picking up energy. Uh, while something like Arcane Fury can activate on a successful crit hit with any of your equipped weapons. Uh, now, Arcanes do have a rank system that is substantially different than mods, uh, and instead require the melding of additional copies to the Arcane you're trying to level. This can be done in the Foundry, as you should see the key or button to access this page at the base of the screen while in said Foundry. Uh, to get a maxed arcane, you will need 10 copies in total uh, to make one maxed out arcane. Uh, so, base, so start there. That, that, that words. So you get your base arcane and you apply two of your other arcanes to that one to get your rank one. Uh, add three to that for rank two. And then finally, you add the last four to make it a rank three. Next, we'll take a quick look at rarities, and that's pretty simple as it is a uh, mostly a visual difference, easily distinguished by the colors. So common arcanes will be bronze, uncommon arcanes silver, rare arcanes will be gold, and legendary will be platinum. Uh, next, to look at the different types, starting with the regular arcanes. Fit for Warframes, there are 30 in total. Each frame can fit two, and they are all obtained through capturing or killing the Tridolons. Um, these ones offer what's called an Arcane Revive also at max rank, which is essentially an extra life. Next are the 18 Magus Arcanes that affect your Operator. Again, two can be equipped, and these can be brought from Quill Onko on Cetus or Little Duck in Fortuna. And for those same from those same vendors, you may also purchase the 10 Virtuous Arcanes, used to power up the Operator weapons, the Amps. Finally, we look at the Modular Weapon Arcanes, and for Zors, we have the 
purchasable six um, Exodias from Hawk, while there are two Exodias that are only uh, exclusive to the Plague Star event. Uh, so keep that in mind that two of the uh, Exodias will not be obtainable all year round. Uh, and finally, we look at the Kit Gun Arcanes, and they are PAX Arcanes, purchasable by uh, from Rude Zood, and there are only four of them. Yes. Indeed. So Arcanes nice and cool. simple, nice and quick. Um, so yeah, Arcanes, definitely worth checking on. Uh, you can do some real crazy stuff with them. Um, I'm just going to throw a little bit of uh, theory building out there right now. I actually recently acquired Arcane Arachne. Um, on wall latching for two seconds, you get a five second buff of at base rank, 25% extra damage at max. It's a hundred percent extra damage. Um, now I was looking at this with someone like Loki, uh, going a full invisibility wall latch Arachne build with maybe a sniper rifle and yeah, itsy bitsy spider. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely some crazy things. Yeah, someone... Oh, no, we, we got Arcane Arachne recently. That's where, yes. that's where I noticed it as well. I was like, shit, how come I didn't know about this freaking Arcane? Um, yeah, I was also looking at that thinking this fucking cool one. So Arcanes are really important, and, you know, it may seem like Lucas sort of brushed over them and didn't explain any of them. That's because there are so many. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> as, as, as I said, 30 of the, just the basic Warframe ones. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, four, four for the packs, uh, eight for the Zors, and then there's like 20 just for your operator. Yeah, exactly. And there's, you know, a few for kick guns and yeah. So basically it, it does open up Lucas to be able to do special, um, you know, Exodia or whatever focused, um, advanced topics in future, but there's just too many to go over all of them now. If you didn't know they exist, now you do. Now you know where to get them from. Uh, we will be talking about them a little bit in a second as well, uh, but those are Arcanes. Anything else you wanted to say on Arcanes? Nope, that's that's pretty much everything I covered. Uh, oh, there yeah. was at one stage... Um, there was a one stage arcane helmets. Now there there are still a few uh, circulating yes. around the trade. Um, I wouldn't put you too much hope in acquiring them. They do sell for quite a a hefty amount of platinum, and those people that have them very rarely want to get rid of them because they are very, very exclusive and, and very powerful. Yes. Um, but yeah. one thing to note: if you do happen to get your hands on one of these arcane helmets, which is essentially just a, an alternative helmet for a particular frame, um, one thing you really need to notice is that uh, it, this does not mean you can have three arcanes on your warframe, as the arcane helmet will actually fill up one of the slots instantly. Yeah, exactly. So you can't double up on them, but they are super super powerful um Ooh, and yes. the reason they yes, do yes. sell for so much and you you won't really see them is because they were removed from the game quite a while ago now several years ago they were removed from the game so um yeah yes. people generally don't sell them like lucas said uh and they were well, i don't think they were hard to get back in the day they used to be rewards for um the trials yes 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 yeah, so some people probably ended up with a lot of them, but they probably sold them over time, and now 
whoever's got them just doesn't want to let go of them. And I can't blame them. So if you do get one, we'll be jealous. <laughs> All right. Um, good point. Thank you for adding that one in there, because I know that would have been something people would have said, hey, you forgot about the helmets. All right. On to our community call-outs. Now, we do have a special cookie call-out for the Switch... The Switch? The Switch Clan today. So we have... Um, while I, I'm the technically the um, warlord of the Switch Clan... I just don't got, get on there enough to play, sadly, so I don't get to join the clan a lot. As a result of that, we did request um, a person on our Discord named Underline to head up the clan, essentially, to to represent us as the, the leader of the clan. He's also a leader of the PS4 clan as well, so thank you very much to Underline. On the Switch, he has a very different name. Uh, but, you know, we'll just refer to him as Underline because it's easier. Uh, Underline reached out to me and said, hey, there's a few guys in the clan that have been doing a really, really good job and I'm hoping you can call them out on the podcast. And I know these three people in particular and I know exactly how much, they, how often they uh, get together, um, how active they are. They love to jump into our Switch Discord chat uh, and chat live you know talk to each other using that particular tool uh they often are talking and and uh trying to get groups together and whenever anyone in the switch chat uh says hey i need help with something they're they're definitely they're willing to help with things whenever underline says hey for the clan why don't we try farming for this they're always there ready to jump in ready to farm for things and really put in for the clan so those three particular people are load fi's Wraith Atom, and Klenna. So thank you to all three of you for being very, very active members of our Switch clan. Now, if you are another active member of the Switch clan, I know there are a few others out there. If you didn't get your call out today, that's not because we don't recognize you. It's just that we wanted to, to call out these three in particular uh, this week because of the extraordinary work that they um that they have put into the clan. So thank you. Lodifies, Wraith Adam and Klenna. Cool. Excellent. That's great. It's fantastic seeing, you know, the, the community really get out there and, uh, and work hard for the cause. Yeah. We need to somehow replicate that on Xbox. Now Xbox is a, is a focus. It's, it's already <laughs> happening on PS4. It's already happening on switch. It's starting to happen on PC but Xbox is something we need to focus on now. Unfortunately, none of us play on Xbox, so we, we are looking for someone who wishes to be an active leader, I suppose. Note to the world. All right, did you want to cover the next one, Lucas? Or do you want me to uh, Next one is... Well, we, we actually received several, um, several messages over the it's week from different people. Yeah, some feedback uh, referring to our Gara episode um, and just mentioning something that we missed. Now, I'm very forgetful and I've forgotten what it was we missed. That's all right, I know. So, what yeah, we missed... <laughs> <laughs> so, it was actually my section of the podcast. So, we were going through the Mass Vitrify, which is her fourth ability. Now, while I did mention that using Mass Vitrify while you have... Um, Splinter Storm Engage, which is her second ability. So while you have that active, 
mass vitrify will refresh splinter storm but it also does more than that it actually increases the damage output of splinter storm as well and it can uh, increase the damage output of splinter storm significantly now I haven't gone back to listen to the episode because I'm pretty sure I did mention that it increases the damage input, but I output, sorry, but I didn't sort of specify how powerful that can be. And that is something that Gara players really, really love about Gara. It's probably one of, if not the number one thing about Gara that, that players like with her because of the massive damage output that you can have. So a number of people pointed that out. <laughs> Thank you. Um, as a disclaimer for ourselves, I was in Thailand last week, so we rushed the Gara episode, um, sadly. Uh, and, well, we didn't really rush it. We did put in the normal amount of uh, research, but it was just one of those things that was sadly overlooked because we didn't have that extra time to put into um, preparing, I suppose. Um, and yeah. we're going to have the same issue with this week's episode because I will be away again on Thursday. <sighs> um, we have we have mentioned uh, in the past, if you actually go back to our early episodes, it was basically a, a week-to-week um, mentioning that we are we are only human as, as mm. much as we like to think we are Cephalons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we are confined to fleshy skin, skin bags. Exactly. And um, the reality is there are now 38... Warframes in the game, um, and it's impossible to know everything about everyone. I know there's plenty of people out there that probably think they do, and maybe there are people out there that that actually do. And you know, wow, that's an achievement. <laughs> but sadly, you know, from time to time, we're going to miss things, and there's nothing wrong with that. So uh, we appreciate people pointing it out. Cool. Do you want to read out this Cephalon question? I do, but first a little bit of uh, context. Now, um, earlier on in the week, there was a bit of a conversation in our Discord about um, you know, possibly primary-based arcane, um, arcane uh, primary weapon arcanes, um, and we had a question from Mothhop basically asking us, so uh, the question is, what would the Cephalons have as a primary weapon arcane? What stats and what weapon would you use it on? Yes. Now, I think it's the the part of the question that I, I don't want to say object to, but I'm going to. The part of the, the question that I object to is what weapon would you use it on? Primarily, primarily because secondary and melee arcanes at the moment are exclusive to Zors and kit guns. So I would expect that if we are going to get primary weapon arcanes... They will be on the forthcoming primary kit guns. Uh, so my suggestion would be that it's probably less appropriate to say what weapon would you use it on and more appropriate to say, to just use them to refer to primary uh, kit guns. Because really, once you get down to specific weapons that you'd use it on, it really just comes down to an augment, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my thoughts. No, I haven't that's put... Fair enough. I haven't put any thought into this because I was away all week and I know Lucas did so I'm going to let you start by throwing you under the bus bus. well well I'm going to um kind of rebuttal what you said and I'm sticking to to my original choice now I (laughs) I said Vectus Prime as my primary weapon but you know if we have to do it as a 
a modular kit gun primary weapon, then I'm just going to say sniper rifle. Same bloody thing. Um, well, it's still just, <laughs> you could just say um, it's a primary weapon arcane. doesn't matter. You can put it on anything. Yeah, but I'm going to use it on a sniper. That's fine. <laughs> and essentially mine is going to be somewhat like a laceration cloud. So the stats I've got uh, as maxed out would be on hit, a 50% chance to create a 7 meter radius cloud of shrapnel causing slash procs for 10 seconds. Um, I think that's pretty fair, you know, stats. I mean, it, it's not a 100% chance, it's not a real large radius, and it's not really a long duration to it. Hmm. It's it's difficult because the only thing I could think of was a, like a, a toxin cloud or something like that, which is already sort of endemic to certain weapons. Um, the other one that I was thinking of is on headshots, having uh, bullets repaid back into the magazine, so not back into the into your ammo, but back into the magazine. So uh, imagine if you've got a one-shot sniper rifle and you get a headshot, then you immediately get a bullet repaid. You don't need to reload. You just keep firing. Um, that would maybe be a little bit... Yeah, that would maybe <laughs> be a little bit overpowered um, is possibly a problem. Or maybe it's just a 50% chance or something to uh, to repay back into the uh, into the magazine. I think that would be pretty cool yeah um, it really depends how you work the percentages yeah yeah because it's it's a tough one there's just so many arcanes out there and every time i think of an uh, of an idea i'm like nope there's already that arcane that already exists <laughs> or oh, that, that that already exists as well so i'm just it's sort of trying to come up with something a little bit different uh and yeah. that also would apply to every primary weapon as well yeah i mean another one i kind of thought of um well the, my original thought that i had was actually for a uh a bullet magnetism kind of thing mm -hmm. um because I, I know there are a few weapons in game that have that passive and then you've also got um mag who can you know do that to a whole group of people um but you know just imagine having like a uh, a full auto primary weapon where you get a headshot and you've got a shits and gig, let's say a 75% chance to create a bullet magnet on their head. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. That'd be fun. <laughs> Especially against um, <laughs> uh, high-armoured enemies or, you know, tough bosses or something. Yeah. They heck. They heck. <laughs> <laughs> um. Another one I just thought of is uh, on multiple kills. So if you got, say, three kills within three seconds or something like that, uh, an energy regen or instant shield recharge or something like that would be interesting um, as, like, a, a support um, arcane. Hmm. But only if you get multiple kills within a, a quick period of time, quick succession. And of course, yeah. it would have to be like a slow, just an instant start of your um, shield recharge or a slow energy regen over a short period of time. You don't want to make it too overpowered, especially yeah. if you're, you're proccing it frequently. 
Um, oh, I mean, you could do low percentiles uh, for a, a full shield regen. So it's like a, at max rank, a 5% chance to fully regenerate your shield. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's not too bad. Because it's not going to mm. happen too often. Yeah. So there, there are definitely a lot of different little weird wacky things you can do. Uh, supportive things, damage things. Mm. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot. Um, so now my question to the community. Like, what would you like to see as a primary weapon arcane? Um, you know, the usual methods of contacting us. Uh, Facebook, Discord, email. You'll find all that in where, Greg? Well, good thing that you asked. You will find that on cephalonsquared.com, which has all of our contact details, Facebook, Discord, etc. (laughs) (laughs) Cephalonsquared.com is the place to go to find out all of the information you will need to know about Cephalon Squared, uh, and it's really the easiest place to get in contact with us, even if you wanted to email us or anything like that. It's just the easiest way for us to point you to us. Cool. Well, that sort of closes out episode 34 of Cephalon Squared. Uh, The notes will be going up soon. I haven't even started them yet because I'm so far behind. I slept all day. Um, But they'll be going up soon. Probably by the time you read them, they're already there. So I don't need to say that. (laughs) Uh, Give us a rating on your podcast platform. Now, I haven't had a chance to see where we're at, but let me see if I can bring some things up now. So... Uh, on the US, we now have 19 ratings, which is fantastic. Do we have a new one? Yeah, we do. So, I'll read this one out. This is from Rick from DFW. This podcast is amazing. I recently got back into Warframe, so I had to go back to early episodes to catch up and still a bit confused. I'm not an advanced player yet. The guys give so much information in the lore podcasts, I went back and started doing quests again, and I just finished The War Within. I can't wait for new episodes. I refresh my podcast, hoping there will be a surprise special edition. Keep up the great work, guys. Um, thank you, Rick from DFW. That is um, some fantastic feedback uh, for us. We really appreciate that. That's um, uh, some nice, kind words. Uh, and there are a couple of other new ones here on the US uh, iTunes page, but I will save them for future. So I'll jump over to the Australian page. And on the Australian page, we have seven reviews now. So that puts us at 25 just between those two. Uh, Let's go to Unzud. In Unzud, we have... Oh, shit, we got one, two, three. Still still three in New Zealand, so thank you to the New Zealand folk. So that puts us at 28. Uh, and in Slovakia, we probably still only have the one from our friend Jacob K. Um, so thank you. And uh, I can't get Live to... tally, folks. Live tally. <laughs> exactly. So that puts us at 29. I'm sure there are more. Uh, again, I have no idea how to check the European iTunes. I cannot find where the hell the UK is. So for most 
places that I go to. It's itunes.apple.com forward slash AU for Australia, US for, for America, NZ for New Zealand, but there's no UK. And if I put in EU, what do I get? I think there's no EU either. Um, so EU doesn't work either. So SK works for Slovakia, but I can't find the European reviews. I'm sure there will be some there because we have a lot of people that listen to us in Europe. Um, so I'm sure there are some there. Please help me to find them because I have no idea where the hell Apple puts them. But thank you to everyone. So I'll say we're at 29 now, which means we're only 21 reviews off doing our live episode. So we all look forward to that. So get out there, jump on iTunes. Even if you don't have an iTunes account, set one up, give us a review. <laughs> it helps the word. It spreads us. It uh, spreads us. It spreads the word. It helps, helps the word spreads us. Yes. It helps the word. It helps spreads the us of English words. Um, so, yeah, we want to get to the top 200 podcasts for video games in, well, wherever, on iTunes. Uh, so help us get there. Yay! My name is my name is Greg Newbigin. I am Mad Capsules pretty much all over the place. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri, and I am Silverlight all over the place. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Uh, usual thing. Thank you so much to the community. We really do appreciate uh, all the feedback you guys give us, especially when we do make little hiccups. Uh, Gara. Uh, so, you know, thank you so much for not being overly critical when we do make those kind of hiccups. Um, and, you know, thank you so much for supporting us. It really does. It, personally, for me, it makes my week just that little bit better. Oh, it does. He's yeah. right. <laughs> it certainly does. We love to hear from people. Um, so, yeah, reach out to us, please. All right. This is a little bit of a, a lengthy one uh, because there was a lot of stuff to talk about, but we hope it was worthwhile for you, the listener. If it wasn't, let us know because we are making this for you. So please let us know. Um, the other thing is there were a few hiccups in terms of connectivity again tonight. I don't know what's going on recently, uh, but if there are any hiccups, please, um, ignore them because we did our best to get rid of them. Um, thanks for listening to episode 34. Thanks to Jan at underscore at fuck at disco <laughs> underscore box on Twitter for the intro and outro. And of course, thank you to you for listening. And we'll be back in a few days with the next episode of our mini, whoever the hell that might be. Garuda, I think. Garuda. Cool, cool. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, send an email to cephalonsquared at gmail.com or get in touch via Twitter or Facebook. You can also join our Discord or send us a voice message via the Anchor app. See you next week.